You're listening to Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there and thank you for downloading this Property Today podcast from the 5th of December. As ever, I was joined by Mohanad Alwadia, the wolf of real estate, and it was a great day to have him in the studio because the focus is falling on the construction sector this week as the Big Five conference is taking place at the Dubai World Trade Center. Meanwhile, Knight Frank have released their prime predictions for 2023. We spoke to Faisal Durrani, who's head of their Middle East research desk. Plus, Mohanid talked us through the 10 reasons why people lose in real estate. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to Property Today. And most importantly, welcome to Mohanid Awadir, the wolf of real estate, who joins me now to give us his expertise on this real estate special. Hello. How good are morning, you? Good morning, Georgia. I'm very good. How are you doing? Morning. I'm very well indeed. What have you been up to over the last uh, couple, uh, well, the last uh, two days, uh, I suppose? I actually managed to finish shooting this season. So I cut my hair finally. And Was I that went... because you weren't allowed to beforehand? <laughs> I wasn't allowed to. The director wouldn't let me and the producers. So Because you had to look the same. There had to be consistency. Yeah, I have, I have to be consistent with the promotional... Uh, you know, the posters and the outdoor signs and the media yeah. stuff. But so I'm, now, I'm happy it's over till Feb, next Feb, hopefully. And um, yeah, it was a very good season. Season six was amazing. We had a lot of celebrities, a lot of uh, uh, people from different genres, genres just coming to Dubai, wanting to invest or settle down here. And I also took the chance during the uh, National Day uh, break. I went to Qatar, to Doha. So I saw a couple of matches live there. It was a very nice experience. Brilliant. And, uh, and you took your daughter. I took my daughter How with me. How old is she? She's 14. Oh, wow. Oh, and she's quite, quite a grown up girl. Yeah, then. yeah. Yes. And she loved it. It was such a nice experience. Uh, but I'm so glad I'm back. Yes. Well, <laughs> there's, there's nothing like Dubai, honestly. <laughs> well, I'm very pleased you had a good break over the weekend. Uh, lots of people, I think, went away. I think a lot of people went to Oman, actually, uh, yeah. this weekend. There seemed I, to be quite a lot of people I think traveling. because of the long break, a lot of people were eager just to, you know, drive around or travel to close destinations. And the region has a lot to offer, which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is. We went down to Abu Dhabi, actually. And, ah. and even that was felt like a trip. It was it was brilliant. Really brilliant. And, but of course, lots of people are coming into the country, not least because we've got this massive construction uh, conference going on at the moment. Yes. The Big Five, yep. it's known as. Is it a big deal in construction? It is very big. That's it why is. it's called the Big Five. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like people like people it's, like to to like big things up. But it, it, but it genuinely is. A it's huge... the biggest in the region, okay. and it hosts uh, everything that has to do with construction uh, and real estate in general. Um, so anybody who's interested in you know development in construction uh, to learn uh, about it or even to work in these promising and growing fields, they should try to visit the exhibition. Well, lots of reports are coming out of that big uh, conference, needless to say, uh, including one line that suggests that uh, the UAE's construction sector should be in a better shape in 2023 mm-hmm. as project costs finally start to take a dip after a long spell of high shipping and building material prices. Yeah, the construction material costs are starting to you know, um, go down, their prices go down, which is great news. And it will definitely encourage the movement for construction and development to pick up again. Uh, And this is, again, good news because we've seen a lot of demand in 2022. Um, I think developers are in a very good position in terms of uh, liquidity, in terms of uh, 
their confidence in the market uh, in the trends going forward. I think we're going to have a guest with us today to talk, talk about predictions indeed. for next year, yeah. which are very good news. So I think this is overall very good news uh, for the real estate industry. It really is. And, you know, even on a really minor level, we are planning to do a, a building project in the UK, oh, great. Uh, our family. <laughs> it's a very small building project. Yeah. But weirdly, the prices to do it, when we first started planning it five years ago, the prices of the building materials went up about a third. Yeah. It was crazy, like the steel especially. Yes. And that's just, I mean, we're literally building a tiny little like barn, basically. Yeah. So imagine we're building like mega projects. Exactly. Yeah. So you can really get a sense that, that, that Nikhil with Dubai Islands and the complete revamp of its build priorities there and Majid Al-Fatame communities also looking at their building, uh, a super luxury Talal Al-Gaf residential project in Dubai as well. And it's, then you've it's got... It's already the, under construction. They're, I'm sure they're going to boost now the movement for development. It's going to go faster. And mind you, most of these master developers, they lock down their contracts long time ago in advance ah. and they get them a good rate, at good rates because of economies of scale. But still, with the current news, I'm sure they're all, you know, very excited about the news. All the developers, not just in Dubai, in the whole UAE. Um, I know all the other master developers, Amar is very active. The most active, I would say, would be Miras and Dubai Properties. They're launching almost every other week a project. And they're also amazing, you know, and, and they offer different options, be it uh, affordable townhouse villas, super luxurious uh, projects in Jumeirah Bay, uh, um, in Blue Waters, um, all that, you know, lovely destination, City Walk. Uh, all the destinations that we love in Dubai are actually introducing new options. So... This is great news for so, everybody. So if build costs come down, yeah. you know what I'm thinking. Yes, of does, course. <laughs> it will, does that it will make them cheaper? Down. Yes, everybody will, it will cascade down, obviously. It does work. Yeah, okay. yeah, it does work, of course. You don't it, just bank it as a developer. No, no, no. Not, 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 some of them would, but yeah. not all of them, especially the big developers. They're actually very conscious about this. And they most of them work on their financial models, including a cost model. They take cost plus. So... This would definitely be good news for everybody, the whole industry. Fascinating. Okay, so the other thing, and I'm sure this chimes in with the Big Five conference going on at the moment, that the, the UAE government, the cabinet specifically, has yes. approved a nationwide plan to introduce new sustainability standards for buildings, roads and homes in order to reduce the country's carbon footprint. I would like to just say that last week on the programme, yes. because we are prescient, we <laughs> talked about how to make buildings we're, we're more sustainable. <laughs> yeah, We talked about how to make homes more sustainable if you missed it we do have a podcast which is very uh, easily accessible uh, of course and honestly uh, dubai and the uae they keep wowing the whole world they're already thinking uh, and planning for the next 50 years they know that sustainable developments is the way forward and as we discussed last week sustainable or green projects are also very efficient and good for owners uh, you know because it's it saves them a lot of uh, money on the long term in terms of the cost of ownership and it's more attractive for tenants who are also eager to reduce their bills uh, on a month by month basis. So this is, again, very good news and yeah. uh, exciting, you know, uh, announcements. And what's so interesting is that we had Tatiana Antonelli in last week and she's from the environmental consultants Goombook. Yeah. And she said the reality is, is that until the government introduces rules and regulations, ultimately the constructors aren't going to get greener. 
Well, now they have. So the cabinet says that energy requirements of buildings and homes need to be cut by 25% and water consumption needs to be cut by 16%. I I have to wonder, were they listening to us? They were, they were totally. (laughs) That's that's where they got the tip from. They definitely were, they got the idea. They planned it in a week. (laughs) (laughs) They brought it out. They heard our show and they were like, and and the cabinet says... This this is not the first time we talk about sustainability. We hosted also Dr. Mahmoud Al-Burai who spoke about sustainable development. That's true, in one of our very early yeah. programs. But yeah, I mean, there's very strict rules coming in. They say the amount of energy and materials it takes to build roads will be cut by 45%. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, a big deal. Big yeah. deal. Definitely thanks to our program, I'm sure. So thank you very much to the cabinet for listening. Uh, now we are going to be looking ahead uh, into the next year to find out, you know, what the predictions are. Uh, Knight Frank have done a very interesting report. Yeah. Uh, if you had to guess what the outcome of their report is going to be, what would it be? Uh, very positive. Yeah. Uh, I would say because of so many fundamental factors. When you want to look at any real estate sector or uh, industry in any city or country around the world, you have to really dig deep and conduct proper, you know, qualitative, quantitative research. Look at macro, micro, economical factors because there are so many things that impact any real estate sector. And I, I honestly believe that the UAE has been doing extremely well in preparing a very robust foundation for a bright future for the sector. Well, let's see whether Faisal Durrani, uh, <laughs> who's head of Middle East Research for Knight Frank, agrees. Certainly, I have heard whispers about the contents of that report. And I think it's fair to say that prime residential prices in Dubai are set to experience the strongest price growth globally. That's according mm-hmm. to this new report. We will be hearing uh, from Faisal Durrani in the next few minutes. You're listening to Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. We're actually going to discuss a report that's just come out over the last, I think the last 24 hours, uh, regarding uh, residential prices in Dubai. This report from Knight Frank, it's their 2023 prime predictions. The Dubai edition report suggests that residential prices in Dubai, including Palm Jumeirah, Emirates Hills and Jumeirah Bay Island are set to experience the strongest price growth globally. That's according to that report, but let's find out a little bit more about it because we are joined on the line by one of the authors, the head of research, head of Middle East research for Knight Frank, Faisal Durrani, who joins us on Teams. Hi, how are you? Good morning, Georgia. I'm well, thanks. How are you? Very well, indeed. Lovely to have you join us on the line. Uh, Tell me, what are the key factors driving this prime residential values in Dubai that that basically, I mean, what are your forecasts? Let's start with that. Um, So our forecasts are for us to finish this year about 50% higher than last year for prime residential values. Um, And for next year, we're expecting that to moderate to about 13.5%. Uh, But as you said, that will still be the highest growth in the world. I think uh, just a caveat, we have to also remember that we are coming from quite a low base, uh, despite those pretty extraordinary growth percentages. Faisal, hello. Mohanad is here. And uh, uh, this is great news. Um, What is the main reason behind these predictions? Uh, Hi, Mohanad. I think we need to probably rewind back to the start of the pandemic to to answer that question. Uh, We must remember that the UAE has had a world-leading response uh, to the pandemic, and we all know how important positive sentiment is um, in this market. And it isn't just a question of uh, people feeling quite good about life at the moment. If we look at all the economic indicators uh, for the UAE, we see that businesses are feeling 
quite good about life at the moment. They're recruiting, they're expanding, their order books are growing. Um, and we see a direct impact of that in the office market, uh, for example, where we're running out of space. Um, and also, I guess the, the other major critical consideration in, in all of this is that our market uh, is in its third residential cycle and prices are still 21 or 22 percent below the peak of the last cycle. So relatively speaking, it is still a long way off uh, where we were in 2014. And also Dubai for prime values, we're talking about $800 a square foot, uh, which makes Dubai amongst one of the most affordable luxury residential markets in the world. Are we not going to see more houses become available next year that therefore could bring prices down or or, or are the developments not going to be ready yet? Good question. Uh, I mean, this has always been uh, the the mantra of Dubai, build it and they will come. Um, And if we look at our predictions for supply, we've got about 81,000 units that are currently under construction due to be delivered by the end of 2025. And on the face of it, that does sort of suggest that the city might be pretty well supplied. But once we start drilling down into what that supply looks like, we see that just 22% of it is villas. Um, And that is where the bulk of demand is focused. And when we talk about the prime markets where our ultra high net worth international buyers are focused, we've just got eight villas coming through uh, on Jumeirah Bay Island or Bulgari Island by the end of 2025. So the city is currently facing a huge shortage of luxury waterfront homes. And we just haven't seen the response from developers to this international demand from the global wealthy as we have done in the past. Uh, So purely on a supply demand basis for our prime markets, we simply haven't got enough stock. Uh, Faisal, what do you also uh, predict for the rental market? Do you see it uh, growing in the same pace as the, um, you know, the sales, uh, the sale market? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, thus far, we've seen rents keeping pace uh, with capital value increases. So we haven't actually had any yield compression. Um, So today, your um, apartment yields on average are sitting at about 6%. Villa yields on average sitting at about 4%. And it is much higher uh, in our prime markets and even higher than that for short term uh, leases, which again makes Dubai a very compelling investment case uh, for those looking at this market. But I, I guess the other point that's worth mentioning is the ultra high net worth individuals who are buying homes in Dubai in this cycle are actually purchasing second homes uh, rather than buying them for speculative purposes. And for us, that is a very significant shift uh, to previous cycles. Uh, what about other sectors, uh, if you may, very quickly, like what about you, because you mentioned offices are very in demand. What about retail? What about within residential? If you can just dissect it very quickly, affordable, for example, um, holiday homes. These are like buzzwords now in the market. So can you tell us very quickly where do you see them heading next year? Your predictions? Sure. sure. For, for the office market, we are tremendously undersupplied. Uh, all businesses are focused on grade A prime office space. Um, And the city's best buildings are currently running at the low 90s to mid 90s uh, percentage in terms of occupancy. Uh, So anybody out there looking for best in class office space is going to find it very hard uh, to find good quality space because we've again got a very limited supply pipeline of approximately 3 million square feet um, of space due to complete uh, by the end of 2025. For context, 
today the city has about 115 uh, million square feet of space. And when it comes to the mainstream uh, residential market, we had price growth of about 11% last year. Uh, this year we should uh, end up between 5 to 7% higher than last year and a pretty similar figure uh, for next year. Wow, I have to say, I'm absolutely <laughs> astonished by that figure for the office space because aren't we all supposed to be still working from home? And everyone, you know, the whole market in, in office space was supposed to collapse, but clearly that hasn't been the reality right here in Dubai. Fascinating to speak to you as ever. Uh, Faisal Durrani there, Head of Middle East Research for Knight Frank. Plenty to unpick in that conversation, Mohanad. I'm going to have to come back to you and ask about how on earth we've run out of office space. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there, welcome back to the programme. Right, it is time now for us to put the spotlight on Mohanad Awadir, the wolf of real estate, because it's time <laughs> for uh, your mini tutorial yes. uh, on how to make investing in real estate work for you. What is your topic this morning specifically? I'm going to talk about uh, 10 reasons that could lead into losing real estate because I'm sure a lot of people keep listening to brokers or practitioners in real estate telling them how to make money and why they should invest in real estate. But like everything, like all investments, real estate has risks to it. So I just want to highlight very quickly these five or 10, sorry, mistakes that people could do and that could lead to losing real estate. And the purpose is for them to avoid it, obviously. Absolutely. And (laughs) such uh, salient advice now, because the market does feel quite, you know, frothy and and people are queuing to buy properties, but you still, you know, it's important not to get caught up in things. Exactly. So that's my first uh, uh, point is making sure that you pick the right time. Always buy uh, the property you intend to buy at the right time. Right time meaning uh, study your situation, understand if this is the right time for you or if you're just overwhelmed with what's happening and you just want to get a piece of the action. So just make sure you study um, the options available and don't rush it. Just make sure you buy at the right time. Sometimes the right time could be uh, buying from a project that will be just launched now. Uh, so you g- get your uh, you know information in place and make sure you're ready for it. Um, the second mistake that people do is that they try to rush things out. Real estate is a long-term investment asset class. So people who get into it with the mindset of, I want to buy and flip it, they're most likely going to lose money uh, or make a lot of money. It's too risky. So if you want to make money in real estate, make sure you invest in it for the long term. Uh, third is poor financial planning. A lot of people... Uh, and I, I've heard a lot of cases, people coming to me and saying, listen, I bought this property and I cannot afford it anymore. I cannot pay for it. Why did you actually buy it if you can't afford it? I got too excited. Uh, you know, I was in the mall shopping. I saw one of those uh, stands uh, trying to sell properties and it looked really cool. I just bought it, you know. so People do that. Yeah, they do that. It's, wow. They treat it like an impulse, although it's the biggest investment they make in their whole life. But they, Sh- shows how good the salespeople yeah, they're, are. They're going to buy a shop in a shopping mall and they yeah. end up walking away with a five, six million dirham villa uh, investment. So, And they don't. Some, some of them say, okay, I'll take a loan. But then they don't understand that they need to qualify for a loan. Um, Another, which is a very important factor, their lack of real estate knowledge. A lot of people buy a property not understanding that buying a property requires a lot of research, a lot of due diligence. So rushing into it could definitely lead into a lot of losses. Um, Next is, I know this sounds a bit uh, funny, but a lot of people just follow the crowd blindly. They hear that everybody's buying this project or they hear a big buzz about it and they want to get a piece of it. That's also could lead to a lot of losses. Don't just follow everybody. You need to do your own research and not 
there isn't a single property that fits everyone. You know, you need to look at your needs, your wants, and what you can afford, and take uh, the decision accordingly. Uh, another reason why a lot of people lose in real estate is taking advice from unqualified uh, people. So a lot of brokers don't have the right experience or the right academic foundation. They just try to be very pushy. They call you a lot. They try to, you know, and sometimes it works when people keep pushing you oh, to make a decision. Oh, they're charming. If yeah, they're charming yeah, as some well. Some of them are really charming. So please don't fall um, into this trap. Um, another one uh, might upset a, a few developers from me, but uh, people get fooled by huge marketing campaigns. I always say the bigger the campaign, the more you should be careful because you end up you will be the one paying for this campaign from your wow. own. Wow, so maybe if there's massive billboards on Shakeside Road, maybe billboards, that's not the right one. Billboards, campaigns, people calling you, a lot of events, a lot of action happening, um, especially if you don't, um, it, you know, that developer or they don't have a great reputation. And another reason, if, if the product that they have is so good, you don't need to, ad- they don't need to advertise it that much, right? Yeah. So just be careful about that. Another one is having bad mortgage plans. And this is something that a lot of people don't understand. And um, I'm, I'm not trying to upset anybody, but banks sometimes don't actually do a good job in explaining things. They keep yeah. things vague. We all hear about the fine uh, print, uh, all these terms and conditions that people don't know. No wonder we hear this because the banks actually don't communicate clearly. They just yes. tell you this percentage, but there are so many things that are involved into taking a mortgage. Uh, the last two uh, is one of them is buying off-plan properties from uh, unreliable developers. Mm. So my advice to anybody who's listening, when you buy an off-plan property, it has a lot of benefits. We've covered that before, but it has a lot of risks. So make sure you only buy from reputable developers. The ones, the top five that we all know and we trust and they're related or under the uh, umbrella of the government because it's too risky. If you're going to buy from any other developer, make sure you do enough research and due diligence and check on their you know, history of performance. And the last one is not insuring your uh, property because a lot of people buy real estate as an investment and they don't want to spend the extra uh, money to insure it, which is very, very risky. So if you put these 10 reasons together, I think it will be... Um, a very good formula for people who want to avoid losing a real estate. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm fascinated in particular uh, by the, the, that last point of insurance, because I think, for example, in Britain, when I grew up, I think if you have a mortgage on a property, you're required it's to required, insure but it. If you're a cash buyer, they yeah. don't require you to do that. Wow. Um, and most people, by the way, another mistake is they only rely on the insurance offered by the uh, owner associations as part of the service charges. It's not enough because it only covers the external part or the common areas of the property, but none of the inside uh, parts, which could be a very, very big amount. Really interesting there, Mahana. Thank you so much. Really great <laughs> advice there on exactly how you should, uh, you know, the, the, the ways not to lose money when you yeah. invest in, in property, which are just as important as the ways in which to make money when you invest in property. <laughs> you have to have uh, both sides. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. So we got to the slightly frantic stage of the programme because we've only got two minutes with Mahana. Let's do it. And a lot of questions. A lot of questions. So I'll give them quick, short and sweet answers. Okay, here we go. You can hear me breathing in. Ready? Okay, so Talat says, Hi, can you please recommend a good project for investment? 
You know what? I'll just say go check out Dubai Properties and Miras. They have the widest and the biggest range of projects in the entire city of Dubai. And government back, so safe. Yes. Fantastic. Harbour says, when is the best time of the year to sell my house? Anytime, as long as you do your homework and do it properly. Okay, Zishan says, uh, what are the primary and secondary markets? Primary, primary basically is when you buy directly from the developer and you will be the first owner of the property. Mm-hmm. Um, Secondary means you're buying it from the secondary market, which means somebody bought it and they're trying to resell it. So it's a primary buyer who's trying to sell again. That becomes secondary market. Okay. Noor says, how do you become a certified real estate agent in Dubai? You need to go to one of the um, um, institutes that are uh, that offer the courses, uh, which are agreed or approved by RERA. And as soon as you do that, you get your certification. You have to work with a registered brokerage office and you're ready to go. <laughs> did you or did you not write the <laughs> the yeah, curriculum for that? I was actually part of the founding team <laughs> of the Dubai Real Estate Institute. I had the honor of uh, being part of the team uh, in 2007, 2008 it was launched. And since then, until now, I've been teaching um, and certifying real estate professionals on a monthly basis. And I love it. It's it's part of my one of my objectives to actually help, you know, spread knowledge and awareness about the real estate sector. I had a feeling that that was the case, Noor. So you never know if you go and get your certificate, you might be taught by Mohamed Awadir. You never know. Uh, Sandeep's got in touch saying he's bought a one-bedroom flat in Azizi Riviera. Mm -hmm. Um, He's had the the completion certificate and accordingly he's paid all his due balance and payment. But he hasn't heard from them recently on the handover process. They said they're awaiting Mm. senior management to go ahead. Please advise, what are my options to fast-track this handover the process. Yeah, you have uh, one of three options. One is go speak to them and just nag on them. Uh, second, go to Rera. Uh, they have a whole department in charge of developers and you can just speak to them about what happened. Uh, third, you can seek legal advice, just hire a lawyer and they can just deal with them. Directly kind yeah. of thing. Uh, interesting stuff. Sandeep, I hope that that all ends well for you. It sounds like you're in a slightly tricky situation there, but best of luck with that situation. And like I said, if there's any other questions for Mohanad Awadia, he is a very good man. He answers them after he's left us. <laughs> uh, we forward them over to him and then he answers them personally, and don't I, you? And I love the feedback I get. Beautiful feedback. Whenever I send people a message, they, they don't believe it in the beginning, but their feedback is always very positive. So please, yeah. if you have any questions, we didn't answer them, send them across and I will send you a personal voice message via WhatsApp uh, to answer your questions. And it is really him. We promise. Yes. <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, thank you as always, Mahalad. Fascinating thank you. <laughs> insights there. Really, really good fun. Uh, and we will be back next week, bright yeah. and early, 11 o'clock on Monday. Don't miss it. It's property today. This is the UAE's number one talk radio station. Dubai I 103.8. You've been listening to a podcast of Property Today. Make sure you don't miss the next show, which is broadcast live at 11am every Monday, only on the agenda.